0: amen all right well we are continuing with the she design today the she design which is God's design for women for womankind for all of us and yes we know that he does have a unique and individual design for each of us but he also has a divine design For each and every one at the core of our being, a pattern, a blueprint for who He created us corporately as His daughters to be, how He's designed us, how He's wired us, what He's put into our DNA as women. And that blueprint, that pattern is found in Proverbs chapter 31. And Proverbs 31 verses 10 through 31 is the passage that talks about the virtuous woman. And we have said this, if you've been here throughout the study, that word virtuous, it is not talking about that meek, quiet, timid little lady. The word virtuous here in this verse in the original writings is incredibly powerful. It is amazing what this word virtuous means. So I want us just to review the definition from the original writings, What it's really saying to us who God's created us to be as virtuous women. Virtuous literally means women who are a force on the earth of people, wealth, and resources, which is a source of strength or ability within oneself, inner resources, something ready for use and available as needed, to be resourceful. It means an army, virtue, general moral excellence, goodness of character. It means to be effective and powerful, especially healing power as of a medicine. How cool is that? Our lives can bring healing to others that we encounter. It also means to do what has to be done as if one really wanted to. Not grudgingly, not dragging our heels. It means valor, great courage and bravery, strength, able and active, not couch potatoes. A band of soldiers, a great company, a host, might, power, substance, valiant, warlike, and worthy. Wow, that is all packed into that word virtuous. That is who God has designed every single one of us to be. And in verse 10 there it says, who can find her? Who can find this virtuous woman? Remember we said, it's not because, oh, It's impossible to find her. It's like finding a needle in a haystack. No, it's talking about who is willing to discover her within themselves. Because this is who God created every single one of us to be. We may have to dust her off a little bit. We may have to sweep off the baggage of life that's got piled up on top of her from time to time. But this is who every one of us has been divinely designed to be. So where is she this morning? All right, this side of the room's pretty good. Where is she this morning? Right here, that's right, in every single one of you, in every chair in this place today. And verse 10 in this passage really is the nutshell of of a who God designed us to be. And then the following verses really caused that to unfold. Okay, how do we become that amazing virtuous woman in different areas of life? And so last week we looked at verse 11 when it said the heart of her husband safely trusts in her and she enriches his life. So we talked about that relationship with our husbands, but we also saw that this passage of Scripture was written not just to wives, This passage of Scripture was written to all women. So these things not only apply to a marriage relationship, but also apply to all relationships. Okay? And this week, it continues on, kind of a continuous thought from verse 11. And in verse 12, it says, She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. And I like how it reads in the Amplified Bible. It says, She comforts, encourages, and does him only good as long as there is life within her. We are to be that woman that does good all our days to our husbands, yes, but also in all of our relationships. We are designed to do good to all, always. And so I want us to take a few minutes this morning and just kind of break this verse down a little bit and look at two of the key words in this verse and really dig a little bit and see what they mean from the original writings. I want us to look at the words good and evil because those are pretty broad words in our English language, aren't they? But listen to what that word good in this verse in the original writing literally means. This is so amazing. When I was reading through this, I was amazed. And so I want you to know, I did not add anything to this. This is exactly what this definition is from the original writings. Pleasant. Agreeable. Agreeable to the senses. Think about that for a minute. Five senses. Agreeable to what others hear agreeable to what others see that we take care of ourselves there's five senses I'll let you think about all of those and ponder that on your own later but (laughs) this also means valuable appropriate happy having a good understanding of man's intellectual nature that's part of this definition that we be women If we're going to do good to others, do good to our husbands, it says that we need to have a good understanding of man's intellectual nature. How many of you know that we communicate differently than men? And most often women communicate what they feel out of their feelings. And men communicate what they think and you ask a man what he's feeling about something he's like why would I feel anything about that I think this," <laughs> and he compartmentalizes things but this definition is telling us that if we're going to do good we need to have a good understanding of their intellectual nature how they process things Hmm, how interesting is that it means that we should be ethical that we should be concerned about the welfare of others It means prosperity, that we're enriching and pouring into others' lives. It means benefit. And the last word of this definition is so interesting, benign. Good. It means benign. And that word benign, we often think of it in a medical sense. In the dictionary, benign means to have a kindly disposition, to be gracious, to show gentleness or kindness, favorable, pleasant or beneficial, and healthful. When we think of that word benign in a medical sense, it generally is referring to something that is not unto death. Something where there is still health prevalent, still life there. And that is who God designed us to be as women women who bring health, women who bring life, women who bring kindness, women who are happy, women who are pleasant gracious who add to others lives. But let's look in contrast at what that word evil in this verse means. It says we're to bring good to do good not evil all the days of our life. So let's just see what it means to do evil. In the original writing the definition here of evil it means bad, disagreeable, unpleasant, giving pain, unhappy, misery, displeasing, the worst, sad, hurtful, unkind, vicious in disposition, wicked, unethical, evil of thought, deed, and actions, distress, injury, calamity, adversity, and malignant. And according to the dictionary, malignant means to be disposed to cause harm, suffering or distress, feeling or showing ill will or hatred, very dangerous or harmful in influence or effect, tending to produce death. That is not God's design for us, that our lives are hurtful, that our lives bring pain that our lives are unhappy, unpleasant, pouring death into others' lives. That is not the life that God designed us to live. No one wants to be around a woman like that. In Proverbs 25, verse 24, it says, It is better to dwell in the corner of the housetop than to share a house with a disagreeing, quarrelsome, and scolding woman. I think that verse is where we got the expression. If mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. (laughs) And another translation of this verse talks about it's better to be up in the corner of a rooftop in the horrible weather, in every possible kind of weather imaginable, than in the house (laughs) with an angry woman. We need to recognize Nobody wants to be with that kind of woman. Which kind of woman are we choosing to be? The one that does good? The one that encourages and brings life? Or the one that brings hurt and harm into others' lives? We have a choice. We are designed, wired by God to do good. So how often are we supposed to do good? Once a week? Once a month? all the days of our life (laughs) our whole lifetime as long as there is breath within us every day in every situation that we encounter that is who God designed us to be and as we've been saying in this study this passage of scripture in proverbs 31 verses 10 through 31 it's written as a biblical acrostic which means that it was a poetic form of writing in that day but also it means that each verse started with the next sequential letter in the Hebrew alphabet and it was written that way to aid in memorization but to take it a step further to help with memorization because it was so critical that these verses were known and written on our hearts each one of those letters of the Hebrew alphabet originated out of original word picture. Okay? And the meaning of those word pictures directly correlates to the meaning of the verse. What's being communicated in the verse? And we saw that clearly the, the last two weeks in our study. And this week is no different. Here we are in verse 12 and it's the third letter of the Hebrew alphabet that corresponds with this verse. The letter is G-I-M-E-L and the original word picture that it was derived from is a picture of a camel. So I know you're sitting there thinking hmm, a camel, how does that relate to me? How does my life correspond to a camel? Well, did you know that camels were especially known as two things servants and animals of great endurance now think about what we've been talking about with this verse don't you think that if we're servants if we're serving others we're doing good we're automatically doing good to others as we serve and then the verse says that we need to do good all the days of our life the camel is known as an animal of great endurance see how it totally corresponds with the meaning of the verse I love that it's so interesting to me and it just makes me think man such incredible effort was gone to so that these verses would be known and remembered we need to get these written on our hearts and it's great to have that information and to have that knowledge and say wow that's so cool the way it was written but here at Chick Connection we are all about being transformed by that not just knowing what the word says not just knowing what he's designed us to be who he's designed us to be but actually becoming that woman and walking that out every day so this morning I want us to just break this down and really apply it to our everyday lives and see how do we walk this out every day and in the process of doing this we're also gonna learn a few things from the camel so first of all We said a camel is a servant. How does a camel serve? First of all, camels were known for being very hard workers. In Ecclesiastes 10.18, it says that laziness causes the house to decay. Ladies, we are not designed to be lazy women. We are designed to be hard workers. To put effort into doing good because sometimes it does take a little effort. How many of you are aware of that? Because sometimes doing good is contrary to what our flesh feels like doing at the moment. You might be sitting there thinking, oh no, I always want to do good. That comes so easy. Well, let's break it down just a little bit further. And let me ask you do you always want to be pleasant? are you always pleasant are you always agreeable are you always appropriate or do you ever just want to say whatever pops to your into your head at the moment appropriate or not are you always happy even in the midst of a challenge you always have a really good understanding of man's intellectual nature and communicate to your husband in a way that appeals to that and how he's designed and processes information? Are you always ethical when it seems like there's just a little shortcut that could save a lot of money? Are you always concerned about the welfare of others? Are you always pouring health and life into others around you? Sometimes it might take a little effort, but the life that is produced will be so incredibly worth it. And that is the life that we are designed, wired by God, to live. It's not the result of a bunch of do's and don'ts okay I've got to do good not evil. okay I've got to do this I've got to do this I've got to do that I can't do that okay do good do good and it's not about rules and regulations it's not about a bunch of do's and don'ts it is the result of a growing relationship with God when we're in relationship with him you see goodness is his nature that's who he is a good God and so when we're in relationship with him we learn his nature continuously It flows out of us more and more all the time however we do still live on this earth right none of us are perfected yet we still live in this fleshly body and so part of us growing with God means that when there are those times because there will be when our flesh feels like doing something that's not so good that we rise up and say "Uh uh-uh no way not going there, not going to lash out, not going to respond like that, not doing it. uh Uh-uh. I'm going to rise up. God designed me to be a woman of strength, a woman of courage and bravery that can rise up in the midst of this situation and say no and not give in to my flesh and not give in to my own weaknesses, but choose to do what is right. Choose to do good in this situation. That is the woman that God designed us to be, the woman who is willing to do that. Every single one of us can do it. It's who he designed us to be. We just have to make the choice to do it, to determine do we want to be who God designed us to be or not. The choice is ours. So we see from a camel that they serve by being hard workers. And sometimes we need to put a little more effort into doing good. But also they served by providing nourishment and warmth. Their meat was used as food. Their skin was used to make clothing and blankets. Did you know that we can provide nourishment and warmth to others? Even just through our words. Listen to what it says in Proverbs sixteen twenty-four. It says, pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the mind and healing to the to the body. God designed us to bring nourishment, to bring warmth into others' lives, even through the words that we speak. So how does that translate into our everyday lives? Anybody in this room ever get overwhelmed? Maybe a circumstance, a situation in life happens and it's just a little overwhelming and your emotions kind of start running amok? Maybe there's a couple of you, probably not very many of you. <laughs> but you know, it could happen where a situation occurs and we're just like, oh my goodness, and our emotions are going crazy, and we can't wait till our husband gets home because we just gotta tell him about it. And oh my goodness, I can't believe what happened. And he comes in the door and we're we're so ready to just tell him, oh, You won't believe what happened, this happened, and oh my gosh, and it oh I really hurt me. I got my so hard. But then you know what? I, it just kind of made me angry the more I thought about it. And then I started thinking and, and I thought, well, maybe I made that happen and then I just felt like a failure. And then I thought, no. And then I got angry again. And then I was confused and I wasn't sure what to do. And we're telling him everything. And then what does he do? He tries to solve it. And we say, no, don't solve it. I just want you to listen. He's thinking, listen, honey, you need help. <laughs> And so we get him to be quiet, don't solve it, just listen, and then we go on, and then I felt like this, oh my gosh, and then I had this feeling, and then that, and that, and we go on and on and on until we get that glazed-over look, (laughs) and then that upsets us, and then we go on and on and on, (laughs) hmm, does that bring nourishment to our husbands? Does that give him that warm, fuzzy feeling all over when we unload our emotions all over him and communicate out of our feelings when he does not communicate that way at all? (laughs) Probably not. Maybe we can learn to communicate with greater understanding of his intellect, of how he processes information. I think that is so amazing that that is part of that definition of goodness. If we're going to do good to our husbands, we need to be aware of that. And maybe we need to grow a little in the way we communicate what we're feeling. You know, I think most husbands would say that one of the things that sets his world right is for his wife to be happy. Ladies, our happiness is so important to our husbands. And you know, some days we just need to choose happiness. God designed us to be happy women because we can draw from His joy, supernatural joy, not just a happiness that's contingent on circumstances around us. Because if we look at that, we'd be a total roller coaster. We need to draw on His joy and live. Happy lives. That feeds nourishment into our husband's life and it feeds nourishment into others around us. It's not just about us. Sometimes we get to thinking, oh, I, I should be happy. It'll make me feel better or whatever. It's not just about us, it's about others. Others around us are impacted by whether we're happy or unhappy. You remember the definition of evil? Part of it was unhappy. What are we sowing into the lives of others around us? I've heard husbands and wives yell at each other, talk to each other in ways that they would never even talk to strangers. How sad. Tearing each other down and tearing the marriage down in the process. We need to stop, guard our mouths, guard our tongues, and realize, are we speaking life? Are we pouring out nourishment and health? into our husband's life into our marriage what about with other family members i've heard parents screaming at kids in public places calling them horrible horrible names it breaks my heart and it goes the other way too with kids screaming at parents And with other family members, we need to recognize the words and the power of the words that come out of our mouth. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. You've heard people where they, they, as adults, they're just shriveled up. They just feel like nothing. And they'll say that their whole life they were told they would never amount to anything. They were told they weren't valuable. They were no good. They were trash. They were nothing. People who have been told those things throughout their lives, it's like death has been poured into them and they shrivel up and die on the inside. Ladies, let's refuse to be women that ever speak death, that ever speak discouragement or despair into someone else's life. But we speak life we speak nourishment and health into others what about just with others our friendships our relationships around us if we're unhappy if we're just disagreeable all the time because we're just plain irritable and grumpy and we're not a morning person or whatever the case may be we got out of bed on the wrong side that day does that bring a warm fuzzy feeling to those around us? no Does it nourish their souls? No. There was quiet. So in case you're wondering, (laughs) no. It does not. (laughs) Let me help you out here. We've got to be aware of what our lives are pouring into others because our lives always, in every moment, in every encounter with others, our lives are pouring something into others' lives. So we've got to stop and recognize what is it. God designed us to do good, not evil. Are our words good or evil? Are they benign or malignant? We need to be women who provide warmth and nourishment to others. One other thing that the the camel does to be a servant is that camels were known for carrying, carrying people, carrying resources across the desert. You know, we can do good to others by helping carry. We can help carry the load in our marriages with our husbands by letting them know they're not alone, we're with them. We're carrying this together, letting them know we're praying for them, we're doing our part. We can help carry others by helping carry their burdens. Praying for each other. That's one thing I love about Chick Connection. We have time before we leave. If anyone is going through something and wants prayer, we will pray for them. And then not only does that prayer happen here, but I know it happens throughout the week as we continue to pray for each other. That's one way that we can help carry each other. Helping carry each other's burdens in prayer. We can also help carry the one who's hurting the one who needs some extra help. We heard a great message about this on Sunday morning if you were here. We need to live, not so busy running, doing our own thing, but live where we can see the ones around us who are hurting, who need some extra help. We may not be able to do everything. We may not be able to carry them fully and do everything, but we can all do something. And we need to be willing to do what we can do to help carry We can help carry others to Jesus by simply sharing our story of what amazing things he's done in our lives. And when we live in relationship with him, we know that he has done amazing things in all of our lives. We have a story to share, and when we do that, we actually help carry others to Jesus. And we can help carry resources, just like the camel did. We need to help carry resources, natural things. You know, maybe it's a dinner. Maybe somebody you know has had a surgery or had a baby, and you can make a dinner. Maybe somebody's in need, and you can take some groceries over. Maybe they just need some time. Time is a valuable resource. Sometimes we just need to give our time. You know, one of those definitions of virtuous, that we read it said having inner resources that are ready for use and available as needed we have resources within us when God dwells in us and we need to draw on those things and pour them out maybe it's through encouragement maybe it's just by pouring the love of God out onto those around us we need to be willing to share his nature his goodness with others let's be women who ask God to help us be servants because when we serve people just as Jesus did the Bible says he came to serve not to be served And when we follow his example and we serve others we are doing good let's be women that make it our prayer every day asking God to help us serve up goodness to everyone that we encounter so in addition to doing good we said this verse tells us that we need to do good all the days of our life as long as there is breath within us and that camel we said was also known as an animal of great endurance how did they endure we can learn a little bit from them if we're going to do good all the days of our life let's learn a little bit from them they were not fast animals but they were very steady and reliable They had a steady stability that could walk easily in deep sand where there were no roads. When the road is unclear, ladies, when you don't know what's ahead, you're not sure what to do, you know what? Just keep doing good. Keep doing the right thing. Keep making right choices. Keep loving, keep speaking life. Keep showing kindness. Keep your joy that comes from God. Keep being happy. Keep pouring out his goodness onto others. We can continually do that. Even when challenges come, even when we don't know what's ahead, even when things look uncertain, we need to just be women that will keep on doing good and not give up. Camels had a key to helping them go the long haul. When others in the desert were given up, were dying of exhaustion and dehydration, the camel endured. How did they do it? The camels had a secret energy supply. Ladies, what is inside those humps on the camel? What? (laughs) Okay, I heard two answers. Some said water. How many of you think water? Well, that's what I thought too. But we are wrong. (laughs) Somebody said fat. (laughs) All right. Some of you were awake that day in school. (laughs) I guess I wasn't. I thought it was water. But it's not. It's fat. It is a secret energy supply. It is a (laughs) built-in... I know, you're thinking... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. I can hear the conversations. I see women pointing to their bodies. Okay. (laughs) That is not what we're talking about. (laughs) They had a built-in food supply that provided energy and life to keep them going. They could endure even when it was blazing hot, even when others were dropping out, Even when others were dying of exhaustion, dehydration around them, even when the sand was so deep and they were exhausted, they kept on going because they had this inner energy and life supply. Ladies, what is fat and oil so often symbolic of in Scripture? Symbolic of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. And if we are going to be women who endure, if we're going to be women who do good all the days of our lives, as long as there is breath within us, we must be connected to God. We must have relationship with him. He is our source for absolutely everything. In our humanity, in our frail humanity, we will get worn out. We will give up. But God didn't call us to do this in and of ourselves. He created us. He designed us to be this woman of great endurance, this woman that pours out his goodness. And so he wants to do it through us, with us, every step of the way, every single day. He wants to live in relationship with us so that we're continually drawing on his supply so that we never ever give up so that we don't fall out of the race and every one of us can draw on him and we do that through our relationship with him and you know last week I got talking to one of the ladies here at Chick Connection and she told me just such a a beautiful story I've been thinking about it all week and she said how when she was growing up she grew up in a Christian home they went to church all the time her parents were Christians but it was like her parents were Christians and she went to church with them she talked to them about their faith but she said for the first time in my life I have my own Relationship with God. And that's what he wants. He wants every one of us not to be riding on someone else's relationship with God. He wants us to have our own personal, living, breathing relationship with him. Where every day we're coming into his supply. Being filled up so that we can pour out his goodness onto those around us. And maybe you're here today and you're thinking, yeah, that's, that's kind of me. I know others who have a relationship with God or family members, but I've never really done that myself. I've never really had my own very personal relationship with him. You know what? His arms are stretched wide open to you today. And he's just saying, come. Come. Come, sweetheart, I want to do this with you. I created you with this amazing divine design, not for you to go out and try to figure it out on your own, but for us to walk out every day together. And the Bible makes it so clear that all of us can have that relationship if we just believe, if we believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he sent Jesus to this earth for us to die for us, taking the punishment for our sins upon himself, dying that brutal death as punishment for our sins so that we could be washed clean. And then he rose from the dead. And if we believe that he did that, that he did that for us, so that we can through him now come to the Father and have relationship with him. That's what he says. Just believe. Sweetheart, just believe and ask him to be the Lord of your life. He says it's that simple and so maybe you're here today and you've never really asked him to be the Lord of your life it's not about saying some magic words it's just about asking from your heart and so today before we conclude I want to just lead us all in a prayer and maybe you are in relationship with God that's awesome I encourage you to draw on him more and more every day but if you're here and you're saying, I want to enter relationship with God, or I want to get back on track. I've gotten far away from him. I want you to just wrap your heart around these words as we pray. Let's all just close our eyes and let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you sent Jesus to die for me, to take the punishment for my sins, so that I could have relationship with you. And right now, I ask you to be the Lord of my life. I surrender my life to you. I'll stop trying to figure it all out on my own. I want to walk every day with you. Teach me. Show me who you designed me to be. Help me to fulfill your purposes on this earth. My life is yours. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Ladies, if you committed your life to God today, I have to tell you, you are embarking on the greatest life imaginable. There's nothing better than living in genuine relationship with God. And we want to put some tools in your hands to help you get started. If you prayed that prayer, you know, uh, in a few minutes, we're going to have some discussion time at the tables. And there's someone at each table. She's just wearing a badge that says Table Connector. If you just let her know that you prayed that prayer, we would be so thrilled to give you a bible to give you just a short devotion